Hi everyone and a very warm welcome to you to this service of parish praise from All Saints Church in Sanford. Today you'll want to follow the service along, please do that. We're using our new Advent liturgy booklet and these booklets are available on our church website which is www.winsandchurches.org.uk. You can download a copy, follow along on screen with the responses for our act of worship together. It's great to have your company, whether you're from our three churches here in North Somerset, Winscombe, Sanford or Churchill, or whether you're joining us from further afield online from around the world. We worship the Lord together. So let's pause, gather ourselves, our pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for your quiet and gentle presence with us as we gather from wherever we find ourselves to worship you. Lord, you call us to be your people and your witnesses wherever we are. Today, as we think about your light and having hope in troubling times, we pray that you would walk with us, fill us with your Holy Spirit and inspire us with your love to live and work to your praise and Amen. Well, we begin on page one with the opening greeting response. Grace, mercy and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ be with you and also with you. Now, as you can see, we have this wonderful Advent wreath here today at All Saints. One of the candles is lit, but this is the second Sunday in Advent, so it's time to light the second candle. There are some words to say together which are in today's Advent service booklet. And this is when the second candle is lit. So we say together, Lord Jesus, light of the world, the prophets said you would bring peace and save your people in trouble. Give peace in our hearts and show all the world God's love. Amen. And that theme of bringing peace is something that we also focus on just now through a time of confession. This is our moment where we bring before the Lord Almighty our faults, our failings, those shortcomings where we know in our hearts we've let him and his purposes down. But he is gracious and merciful and forgives us when we pray. Let's pray this prayer of confession you can find on page two of our service booklets. Lord Jesus, you came to gather the nations into the peace of your kingdom. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. You come into the, word, into the world with word and sacrament to strengthen us in holiness. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. You will come again in glory with salvation for all your people. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. And now may Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, 
have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all his goodness, keeping you in life eternal. Amen. And now we have the collect of the day, the second Sunday in Advent. O Lord, raise up, we pray your power and come amongst us, and with your great might succour us. Whereas through our sins and our shortcomings, we are grievously hindered in running the race that is set before us. May your bountiful grace and mercy speedily help and deliver us. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honour and glory, both now and forever. Amen. And now we're going to have a reading from God's Word. And today's reading is read by Tricia, one of the wardens at St John's Church in Churchill. Thank you, Tricia. The Gospel reading comes from Mark chapter 1, verses 1 to 8. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, see... I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptised by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptised you with water, but he will baptise you with the Holy Spirit. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our first hymn conveys that sense of expectation and wonder that we just heard about in today's reading. That John the Baptist invited the Israelites to look forward to in the coming Messiah. It is, I cannot tell. Set his love upon the sons of 
Well, I don't know about you, but for us at the Vicarage, there's been a sense of anticipation and expectation and some excitement as we've approached this week. The week we came out of lockdown here in England, the week we hunted through our loft or perhaps our garage for the Christmas box which contained our Christmas decorations, the week we put up our Christmas trees and decorated them, and we've even opened the first doors of our online community advent calendar and if you haven't had a chance to see that do have a look on our website that will be a blessing to you I'm sure but it is with a similar sense of anticipation and excitement that Saint Mark begins his gospel now remember Mark was a close associate of Saint Peter and his gospel is often attributed as Saint Peter's recollections captured by a faithful Mark Peter was a less well-educated Galilean fisherman and probably turned to a more well-educated Mark to record this gospel. That's perhaps one of the reasons why no nativity story is present in Mark's account. Because G Peter became Jesus' disciple in much later life. Peter's conversion features very early on in the gospel in chapter 1. And we also get this sense of pace, excitement, and as the narrative progressive, progresses. And there are events and details which are captured, which seem consistent with an eyewitness account. But interestingly, Mark's Gospel doesn't go straight into Jesus' ministry, as we might expect. It initially focuses on someone else's. That someone else is John the Baptist we heard about in today's reading. Now in John's time there was also a sense that Israel had been locked down. If we feel like we've been locked down here in England, they also in first century Palestine had that same feeling. One of the reasons for that was that decades and then centuries had passed since Israel had had a prophet. And God must have seemed both distant and silent to his people. Kind of a lockdown or a lockout from heaven. Did God still care? They perhaps wondered. Did they matter anymore as God's people? Were they trudging ahead meaning meaninglessly? And so when John the Baptist comes, it is a new prophet for them at long last. So was this the moment God was speaking to his people again? And if so, what was it that he was going to say? And we know there was a sense of great building excitement, a feeling of hope and anticipation. Because verse 5 tells us, The whole Judean countryside and all of Jerusalem went out to meet him. This beginning of the consolation of Israel, reflected by Mark, he includes this words, these words from the prophet Isaiah. This captures that sense of excitement and coming fulfilment. This is from Isaiah 40. Comfort, O oh comfort, my people. Speak tenderly to her. In the wilderness prepare a way for the Lord. The rough ground shall become level. The rugged places will be made straight. And the glory of God will be revealed. Mark and Peter 
are saying to us that ancient prophecies are being fulfilled. Hope long awaited is being revealed and heralded by John the Baptist. If you've listened to Handel's Messiah, as I do sometimes in Advent, it's a good way to prepare for Christmas. You also will get a sense of building excitement and anticipation as the set musical pieces unfold around these very same verses. And they foretell the coming of King Jesus. And John the Baptist is straight talking and his message is not well received by all, however. For John speaks words of challenge as well as comfort. In our lives, we need to make room for the coming King and Lord, he says, to make straight the paths for him to meet us. This is not some temporary monarch inheriting crown by fortune of birth, after all. This is the eternal King of the universe, the Lord of all, God incarnate, coming to meet them. And so, according to John, there needs to be some levelling, some readdressing of our priorities, a turning from what we've been in the past, so that a new beginning can commence inside. And it seems to me, in the opening of the first doors of our Advent calendar, we're reminded this Sunday that God might also be asking us, might also be prompting us by his wonderful Holy Spirit to open the doors of our hearts that we perhaps kept closed and trust him with the contents. Now this week our kids have been getting ready for one of the annual school challenges, the tough Mudder. Now this is teenage parlance for a cross-country assault course where the main adversary is the accumulation of Somerset mud. And we have plenty of it, don't we, here in North Somerset? Because of the non-stop raining, or seemingly non-stop rain we've all enjoyed recently, it's created perfect tough mudder conditions. They weren't looking forward to it. So, to help distract them from the impending race and the mud that was going to arrive this week, we took them on a ramble around Burrington Coop, a nearby beauty spot. However, fog obscured our enjoyment of the view down towards Blagden Lake from the top, which is one of the reasons we did the whole thing. And it was five degrees, the sort of temperature where you have to keep going to keep warm. And it turned out much to our disappointment that this route too was about 80% mud. What joy! Well, we stumbled on and the youths grew tired, not to, not to mention the parents, and there were protests, as you might imagine, before the end. It was mud on our boots, mud on our trousers, mud on our coats, and mud, I don't know how it got there, in our rucksacks. Even the dog looked a deeper shade of black rather than his normal white. I have to say to you, there were times when it felt pretty pointless. Out in the cold, trudging through mud, the destination ahead obscured. And perhaps this was not unlike how the Israelites felt 
locked down, left out in the cold, not sure of the way ahead, God seeming distant, yet having to keep trudging on. And maybe we too have felt like we're going through our own tough mudder, that for every two steps we progress forward, we slide one back. Perhaps, like the Israelites, to us God might feel distant, like we haven't heard from him in a while. Well, St. Peter, St. Mark, and John the Baptist speak with one accord when they remind us of the word of God spoken through the prophet Isaiah. Because for them there were times when God seemed distant, and they too had to carry on as if wading through mud. But like the Rock of Ages, which stands amidst the mud of Barrington Coombe, we find God in it with us, and his everlasting words of comfort extend to us today. Let me read them again to you. This is Isaiah 40. Comfort, O oh comfort my people. Do you not know, have you not heard, the Lord is an everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary. Even young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Because of the Lord's great love, his mercy and his kindness and compassion to us. Amen. And we return to our service booklets to proclaim words of faith in God, our maker and our hope. We say together, we believe in God the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. We believe in God the Son, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with his love. We believe in God the Holy Spirit, who strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. And we come to a time of prayer and Emma is going to lead the intercessions today. Thank you, Emma. Dear Lord God, we thank you for this modern technology which enables us as a church to unite and worship together through podcasts and videos such as this one at a time when meeting physically is more difficult, helping us to feel less isolated and more connected as a Christian family. But let us not forget those who may not have these same opportunities and help us to remember to reach out to those individuals within our own community who may be feeling isolated and lonely at this time. We pray for our own vicar, Andrew, and his family, and we thank you for his ministry in our community. We pray too for our Bishop Peter, currently undergoing cancer treatment, 
and for his family. And we pray for the wider church that it may be able to reach out to those in real need during these winter months in this pandemic, whether that may be the homeless, the hungry, the isolated or the suicidal. Help us to know how best to care for those around us in real need. We thank you, dear Lord, for the wonderful news of the safe arrival of a vaccine to help combat this virus. We are so grateful to the many scientists who have worked and are working so hard to find safe vaccines and also to all those individuals who have put themselves forward for the trials. We owe much to them also. We thank you, Lord, for this little ray of hope, which will help many people feel more positive about the future. We remember, too, those people living in parts of the world where coronavirus is just one of many issues they have to face alongside war or famine or the effects of climate change. We pray for our government and those in power help give them wisdom and authority to make good and wise decisions. We pray for the United States that there may be a peaceful transition of leadership there and more unity amongst their people. We pray too for our own country and the current Brexit negotiations. We pray that an agreement may be reached there soon. Closer to home, we pray for all those affected by the explosion at Avonmouth on Thursday. We pray for those four people who sadly lost their lives. And we pray also for their family and friends who will be suffering greatly at this time. In our own community, we give thanks for the healing and continuing recovery of Jeff and Dennis, which has been an answer to many prayers. We pray too for Sarah B, James, Henry S, Celia Hine, Chris G, Pauline K, Reverend Tim and Elaine, David, Mary Lee, Jackie Bravery, Chim. Jim McGough, Clive Lister, Myra Burrows, Pat Gray, Pippa Cobden Ramsey, Katie Brookman, and Russ. And we take a moment also to remember anyone else known to us. We thank you, Lord, for all the hard work that goes on within our own church community and the many creative ways in which individuals give so freely of their time to help connect with the wider community. And we pray that this Advent season 
may be a time of drawing one another closer and to knowing you better, dear Lord. Lord, we ask that you might draw close with your comfort to all who are sad at this time. Thank you for all the people who have shaped our lives, but who we no longer see. Help us to remember them well, and we trust that they are at peace with you. Bless our families and friends and all in our hearts today. May they be safe and well. And we pray that you will keep them close to your peace and love. Help us to know that you are with us and help us to show that love and care for others. Lord, in your mercy, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. And our prayers conclude with the Lord's Prayer. We pray this together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Well, our concluding hymn reflects that long-enduring, long-suffering hope that found its fulfilment in the birth of Christ and his coming return. It's a lovely Advent hymn. It came upon a midnight clear.
want to thank you all who have helped out in the service in various different ways, whether that's producing digitally well or doing one of the readings, bringing the prayers or with the music. Thank you also for all your company in joining me for worship today. And as we come to the end of this service, we conclude with the blessing. May God give to you his comfort and his hope, his peace and his joy in this world and the next. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you this day.